Hello, welcome back to the Hip Bodies Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and boy, do I have just some thoughts and some updates for you this week. I can't wait to dive into it. But first, if you're new here and you're wondering what this is, okay, so Hip Bodies is a workout group. Basically, I go live and my clients are my workout buddies. You can think of me as your trainer, that's fine, but like, no trainer is going to be as real with you as I am. (laughs) Okay. Like I'm going to tell you the struggles I'm having with food, the struggles I'm having with like parenting. If I didn't get any sleep last night, like it is girl talk. It is all that. Plus, um, I'm working out alongside you because one of my pet peeves with being a trainer is when I was recommending home workout videos to people, the workout videos felt more like entertainment than it did a legit workout that a trainer would give a client. And so I wanted to give the exact type of workout that I do to get in the shape I am. And what's really cool about right now is I'm still transforming, so to speak, after having my second child. And so I've been, my clients have been able to watch me transform in real time alongside them and doing the workouts every single day. It's been so much fun. And so I do want to invite you, if you're not a part of Hit Bodies, you can go to hitbodies.com. Um, I have all sorts of good stuff on there. So check it out. I'd love to have you. But anyway, okay, moving on. Moving on. Let's get into this. So, okay. So I was thinking about, this is so random, but gum chewing. I don't think I've talked, I was just thinking about pet peeves in general. And I actually get a lot of anxiety when other people talk about pet peeves because I'm really scared that it's something I do and they're going to like passive aggressively be like, oh, I, it's one of my pet peeves when people do this and they're like staring at me and it's like something I do, you know? So I want to like, what I'm doing right now, this is none of these pet peeves are directed at anyone. I am not thinking of anyone in particular who does them, but I just feel like it should be put out there that they are very annoying. Okay. So we're, so we're going to kick this off with gum chewing. Okay. So I have pulled my like hip bodies. We do a question of the day inside hip body. So like every workout we like do a random question. Okay. And so And also if you're new and you're like, wow, this has nothing to do with fitness. I know. But like, I'm going to bring it back. Just stay with me here. Okay. So first off, no one likes to hear the sound of someone chewing. Okay. So when you decide to put a piece of gum in your mouth, you're taking that sound that annoys everyone and making it not end. Why? What? Why would you do that? Like 10 out of 10, do not recommend chewing gum. And here's also why. We're going to bring it back to fitness here for a second. The ingredients are trash. Okay. It's going to bloat you. It's rough on your digestion. It is just all across the board, a waste of money and also annoying everyone. Like, no, uh, you know what the worst is? People who chew gum with their mouth open. Why do you do that? What? No. I mean, I just, uh, I I hate gum. I hate gum. So I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. I cannot think of it. You know what I actually have done? My parents like to buy gum and I hide it. So in the car, I'll just like, I'll see them like where they keep their gum and my mom will totally like see it. And then she'll just like pop a piece of gum in her mouth. So I just hide it. So she doesn't see it out of sight, out of mind. Right. Anyway, I hate gum. How do you feel about it? Next one. This one does not have to do with fitness, but I don't like when people say espresso, read it. It's E S espresso, not expresso. Okay. I'm just letting you know. It's, it's not that big of a deal, but just like on that note, we're going to go ahead and clarify a lot of pronunciation stuff. So there's this store. It is called Nordstrom. There is no S. It's not Nordstrom's. Okay. In addition, Pike Place Market. I am from Seattle. It is Pike Place Market, not Pike's. 
the place does not belong to the Pike. It is Pike Place Market. And if you ever go to Starbucks, you'll see uh, they actually have like a Pike Place blend. So it's not Pike's Place. It's Pike Place. Okay, that one really, really gets to me. The uh, One more. This is uh, also for my Seattle natives. Fred Meyer. It's not plural. It's just, hey, I'm going to Fred Meyer, not Fred Meyers. I don't know why this like bothers me, but it does. And I, I probably wouldn't correct someone for doing it. But I definitely think it every time they say it wrong. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, if you've listened to this and now you have anxiety because you're like, oh, my gosh, I do those things. It's just, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But just, you know, pay attention. You know, pay attention to when, when my husband, he says so many things wrong. And I, I try to find ways to, like, casually bring it up. What's, what's like, some that he says I, it doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, those were just like some of my pet peeves that I randomly started thinking about. And it was because I was watching a TikTok and somebody said espresso. And I'm like, wow, you really put that out there for the internet. And you said espresso with so much confidence. That's crazy. Okay. So anyway, let's move on to like some fitness stuff. So I was thinking about like fad diets and like fitness fads and stuff like that. Because recently I've seen a lot of people going on TikTok and kind of bashing Orange Theory Fitness. And I don't know if you've seen this. I feel like because you're listening now, it might come across your For You page. But basically because they, I, I've, now I've never done Orange Theory. Okay. So I, I cannot like speak to this myself, but like from what I understand, there's different like heart rate zones. You wear like a heart rate monitor the whole time and you're like aiming to stay in a certain zone for a certain amount of time. I don't know how accurate these heart rate monitors are or anything, uh, but they were talking about like how people will be like, like heart, their heart rates in like the 200s for like 45 minutes. And like, no one is saying, Hey, slow down. Like that's a little much on your body. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else, like, just like how the workouts are heavy cardio, very stressful on the body, that kind of stuff. Right. And so it kind of made me think about fad diets and fitness fads and all that kind of stuff. And like, why is it a thing? Why, why, Well, I'm going to share my thoughts on it because I think we need to stop saying fad diet or fad fitness thing as if it's a bad thing. Because the truth is, as human beings, we develop an interest in something for a temporary period. No no one looks at like, oh, like a home style, like redecorating your home to fit with today's trends. Like, oh, spending all this money to like update your kitchen so it's like, you know, trendy and whatever. Like no one looks at it and goes like, oh, that's that's a bad thing. That's a fad, right? Like no one does that, right? They're just like, yeah, do you like decorate your house how you want? Well, with the same goes with fitness, right? So I, and I'm going to bring this back to like, you know, kind of what I think will stand the test of time, the timeless approach to these things. But like sometimes it feels exciting and it's fun to hyper fixate on something. And like there, there becomes a point where like a fitness thing will become almost cult-like. And I almost think that's like the the people who like hyper fixate on something and I'm totally one of those people so like when I when I got into fitness I first got into Zumba and I became a Zumba instructor I would host Zumba events I would go to all the Zumba events I went to like Zumba jams like I like crazy Zumba girl right and then I got into lifting weights and then so I got into bodybuilding and again hyper fixated I did like eight shows straight I like got in the craziest shape of my life like my hair was falling out I didn't have a period all these things right like that was my personality because I had so much extra time to focus on this like I didn't have kids yet or anything else like that so it was like I was embracing this like fad of fitness so to speak right 
but I don't think it negatively impacted me that you, do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, it's just like, it caught my interest for a while and then I lost interest in it and then I kind of moved on to something else. I, why are we saying that? Like, it's such a terrible thing for something to be trendy. I, I don't know. And so with that, let's talk about fad diets because people love to bash a fad diet, right? This is my theory on fad diets. Okay. People are constantly looking for ways to make eating healthy suck less. How can I disguise eating healthy so it sucks less? It's not that like, I don't think anybody looks at, okay, like let's just take a fad diet, for example, paleo. Okay, so we've we've set some guidelines around food where we feel like we don't have to count every calorie. You know, we're reducing inflammation in our body, like whatever, all these different things. Like these are the promises of it. And it's like, okay, like, This for me sucks less than tracking calories, but for someone else, tracking calories or tracking macros sucks less than trying to not eat chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, why are we shaming someone for embracing a fad that like makes it suck less for them to like eat healthy? Do you you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it's like, I fully, I am like all about it. Embrace the fads. Here's what I'm not about though. So there, I, and I do not know the name of it. But there is an MLM company out there, and I think there's probably more than one, where they sell you these crazy expensive supplements alongside a like 500 calorie a day diet, like insanely low calories. Look, there is a time and a place for doing those insanely low calorie diets. It, nothing that I have anything to do with and nothing that I will ever like condone, but I believe there's like medical weight loss approaches where people eat that low of calorie. Is that something that I personally recommend? No. And I, I do not like um, any, like with an MLM, anyone can go and sell it to anyone. Okay. So I, I am, that's like the one thing where I'm like, hard no, hard no, do not go, (laughs) do not take a supplement, like a very expensive supplement at that, that tells you it's okay to eat 500 calories a day and the only person like looking out for you is the person who who sold you the supplement and they're like yeah buy more keep eating very like that that's going to hurt your metabolism in the long run sorry okay but like back to other fad diets now what kind of made me think about this is because so many people in the moment when a fad diet comes out be you know starts to gain some traction gain some popularity people are seeing progress with eating a low carb ketogenic diet or eating a paleo diet or the mediterranean diet or whatever you know just essentially like trying to create some rules and guidelines to follow that making eating healthy feel doable and they feel empowered to like make decisions and like make their diet their own people are so quick to bash it and like only promote their way and that drives me crazy. And I kind of feel like the same goes for fitness. People, when a new fitness program comes out, you know, they're so quick to bash it. Like, y'all, if something feels fun to you, something feels sustainable to you, and like you kind of feel a little bit obsessed with it, maybe unpopular opinion here, but I'm going to cheer you on. Okay. I'm going to cheer you on with like, embrace the hyper fixation. It doesn't last forever, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's just certain personalities. We tend to like become obsessed for a while and then we back off and have a more normal relationship with it. And one of the things that also made me think about this. So yesterday I got into one of those moods. So it all started. I went grocery shopping at Aldi 
And Aldi also has like an aisle of random stuff. Okay, so I went and I saw saw some nice, really soft microfiber sheets. And I was like, oh, these are soft. You know what? Our linen closet is terrible. I'm going to buy these sheets. And so buying those sheets resulted in me wanting to fully like, let's clean out the linen closet. Well, when I cleaned out the linen closet, I was like, oh my gosh, we have so many sets of sheets. I want to organize these sheets and I want to like get rid of the towels we don't need. And I want to just like really organize this and like minimalize it. So it's like, it's pretty. When I open up the linen closet, it's like pretty, right? And so then I had all these extra towels and pillows and even some blankets and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm, what do I do with all this? So I took the old sheets that I didn't want and pillows, everything. And then I had an old duvet cover and I turned it into a crash pad for my son so he could like jump off stuff onto the crash pad. Super, super fun. Like def- 10 out of 10 recommend that. But what happened there is like, okay, well now I need to clear out the playroom. <laughs> so it ended up turning into like me being obsessed with like cleaning things out and getting rid of stuff and whatever all day. And And I realized like that's kind of how I get about things. And I feel like that's how a lot of people get about things. And that's why like fad diets and fitness fads and that kind of stuff is a thing. We all as a society kind of become obsessed with something for a while and then it kind of dies off and like we move on to other things and like, hey, that's cool. So with that being said, there's also the things that stand the test of time. And what are those? Well, let's talk about it. Okay. So number one, (laughs) Don't mean to toot my own horn here, but lifting weights. So I, when it comes to fitness fads, I think the ones that like really gain traction for a while and then kind of people move on to the next one is like ways of burning as many calories as possible and then, and, and like making it not suck, like making where the time just feels like it's like flying by and you've like, oh my gosh, I look at my Apple watch and I burn like 800 calories. Okay. So like, I totally get that because I have done many of those things. And I have even like told people like, look at your Apple watch and like, let's see how many calories you can burn during this workout. And like, we would all compare at the end of the workouts, like so weird. But let me explain something that is not important for long-term results, but I can understand because it's like that quick, um, instant gratification at the end of your workout. Like you really feel like you accomplished something when you look down and see that. And Hey, if you're feeling obsessed with something like that and you feel a little competitive with yourself, like I'm here to say, like, embrace that feeling. I'm not going to bash on it, okay? But for, like, the long term, like, if you really want fitness to become a part of your life, I recommend lifting weights because you're not only is the workout going to keep working after you do. So, like, what happens is, like, you beat your muscles up and then over the next, like, 24, 48 hours, it's going to have a recovery period where those muscles repair themselves to grow bigger and stronger than before. And in turn, now you've burnt more calories during the recovery and your stronger muscles now just burn more calories all the time. So you're building a furnace for a metabolism. And then fitness overall becomes more effortless because like you're not like finishing a workout like <laughs> like panting like a dog. Like you're finishing a workout like it might not even be hair wash day, right? Like it just feels different. You know what I'm saying? So from a nutrition approach, like I want to talk about the long term. So when it comes to weight loss, for me personally, not for everyone, I have to be so dang intentional. Like it has to be like kind of a top priority, something I'm thinking about each day. I can't just go with the flow. Um, yeah, sure. You can track macros and track as you go and like you can probably get there, but like it's hard when you're parenting and feeding kids and on the go and stuff like that. Like it's just tough. It's tough. Right. So in, I think protein intake is huge. Eating a higher protein diet 
It is more thermo, it's the most thermogenic macronutrient, meaning it increases the core body temperature more than the other macronutrients, more than carbs and more than fats. Does that mean you eat it like an all protein diet? No, but like you eat, you're, you're very intentional about eating a higher protein diet. And what's interesting about this is a lot of people do not know what a good protein source is. If, if I'm telling you this and you're like, oh yeah, I have peanut butter toast, girlfriend, go look at your jar of peanut butter. What, how many grams of carbs does it have? How many grams of fat does it have? And how many grams of protein does it have? It probably has somewhere between like 15 to 16 grams of protein per two, or sorry, 15 to 16 grams of fat per two tablespoons and probably somewhere around like eight grams of protein. So it has so much more fat than it does protein. Just because something has protein in it doesn't mean it's a good protein source. So when I say a high protein diet, I want protein to be the main macronutrient you're getting out of it. So like meat, but not all meat. Girlfriend, look at a ribeye. It's the most depressing thing if you look at like the the macros of a ribeye. But like, okay, a lean piece of steak, something like sirloin or a filet mignon or something like that. Those are great lean sources um, of protein in addition to like a protein shake. I still eat a whole egg. I, I'm not an egg white girl. I'm never, I'm never going to be an egg white girl again. Egg whites are disgusting, uh, but that counts. Um, did I already say protein shake? I don't know if I did, but I love a good Fairlife chocolate protein shake. Mm, so good. Uh, Greek yogurt is a fantastic source of protein. So anyway, there's a ton of like different protein sources out there, but like if you ever join Hit Bodies, all the recipes that I provide for you guys in any of the program nutrition approaches, they're going to be protein focused recipes. If you are vegan or vegetarian, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not the coach for you. I, because I have never personally found success with those approaches while maintaining a body I feel really confident in. It's not to say it can't be done. It's just, I'm not the per like you should find someone who is vegan, who is vegetarian and who can like speak to those approaches. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm not the one. Okay. If I could summarize, in my opinion, the most timeless approach <laughs> to nutrition, I don't love the words eating clean. It, I, and I know that that's really ironic because I was doing this like squeaky clean keto challenge, but like, I don't like to think of the foods as like clean or dirty or whatever. Like, I just like to think of like protein, protein rich foods and like trying to eat more whole foods, okay? And everyone defines that differently, right? But shop in the meat department, shop in the produce de- department. Um, some people like to include rice, grains, things like that. I think that's, you know, totally fine. Um, I also love dairy, like milk, yogurt, cheese. Isn't it weird that eggs are always in the dairy department, but they're like not dairy at all, but you get what I'm saying. So, if you were just like, and maybe some people call that eating clean. I just like, I don't know. That's how, like how I eat on a fairly regular basis. And I think on a weight loss journey, you naturally learn to control your portion sizes. What what has to happen for maintenance, in my opinion, because like there's so many different ways to approach the weight loss portion. And like you really got to dig deep to figure out the right approach for you. But as far as the maintenance portion, I think of it as a pendulum. So like if you don't know what a pendulum, it's that thing that like swings back and forth. So like you're on one end and it's like gotten to you to where you're uncomfortable in your own skin. So you got to swing the pendulum a little bit more extreme to get the weight loss. And then it lands somewhere in the middle to get to find that that point of maintenance. 
And I do think that part of the point of maintenance is staying aware of where you're at, right? Like not hiding from the genes that like you kind of got to be on point to fit or like, you know, never getting on the scale, whatever, right? Like you want to, if you stay aware, then you kind of know what's going to work for your lifestyle approach. And, and just like it kind of takes a while to figure out what's going to be the right weight loss approach for you. It takes a little while to figure out the right maintenance approach for you. But I think protein is a huge indicator of a good long-term approach. And there's, gosh, there's some really interesting studies out there about like protein, protein intake and how it directly correlates with being leaner, having better longevity. There was even one, and I need to double check this, but it was like people who don't even lift weights, having a higher protein diet, like led to having more lean muscle mass on their body simply just by eating that way, which I found really interesting. And if you're like, I don't care about lean muscle mass, I get it. So lean muscle mass, having more lean muscle mass is a stronger metabolism it's basically, I, I always think of like a stronger metabolism. I, I call it the like, I want a Ferrari for a metabolism. I want to be able to eat whatever I want. <laughs> um, but apparently eating whatever I want still needs to include a lot of protein. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So now that I've kind of talked about the timeless stuff, I want to, I want to get back. Let's get back to the fads. <laughs> and we're going to talk about keto for a second. Cause as you guys know, I have been eating keto for a while now and I am just feeling so good so, so good. And I started doing a squeaky clean keto challenge about two weeks ago. It's a, it's a very strict approach. So it's no nuts, no dairy, and no sweeteners while eating keto. And it's a cookbook and they actually have like meal plans and grocery lists and the whole thing. For me personally, I, this did not result in me seeing progress any faster it just made me feel more restricted where I was like craving a day off from keto more than before. So I have eased up on the squeaky clean rules because we, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. And even so, because I was not sprinting any faster, I just wasn't really feeling the point. Now, with that being said, I'm still using some of the recipes for dinner, but I'm including sweeteners and I'm including some dairy now. I just, again, you guys, I, I want to get to the finish line. Okay. So I feel bad because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a failure. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the squeaky clean keto challenge. And I'm like, mm, maybe not I finish early, <laughs> but I just, if it was bringing me quicker results or, you know, there was like some sort of payoff involved, then absolutely I would continue doing it. But because it's pretty much bringing me the same trajectory of results, I'm going to make it a little easier on myself, you know? And I do want to talk about, I, I think I talk a lot about why I love keto so much, but for me personally, man, you guys, the energy, what, like I haven't talked about that in a couple weeks. The energy is so, so good for me. Like when I am fat adapted and all that kind of stuff, like I couldn't nap if I tried. And it was so funny. I was so rude to my husband yesterday. So we have this above ground pool in our backyard. Okay. It's like, it's about the height of a kitchen table. So it's not super deep. It's like safe for Kevin to play in. Now, don't get me wrong. He doesn't go in there by himself, but he can comfortably stand up in it. It's whatever. Anyway, we needed, we had to replace it this year. And so like every weekend I've, we've, it's been like on the to-do list, but it just like keeps getting put off. Like it's getting hot here. It's getting nice. We need the pool. Okay. We need the pool. So yesterday he got home from his soccer game and he was like about to take a nap. And I was like, Cameron sleep at night. Cause this is the thing. My husband, this guy, 
he will stay up so late watching movies, specifically watching movie trailers. He probably watches like 50 movie trailers to one movie. So it's like the biggest waste of time. And so he doesn't get to bed until like after midnight. And then surprise, our children wake up early. Um, so sometimes I get up with them. Some I never sleep in. Okay, I'll be clear about that. I go to bed early. But he sometimes I let him sleep in sometimes like Kevin's just way too excited he wants dad whatever so he's he he slept in and took a nap on Saturday Cameron did and then on Sunday he tried to take a nap and I'm like no you you we come on man we need this pool okay I can't do this like I can't rip apart I don't know how you put this like because we we built this pretty like wooden thing to go around the pool so it would like look cute so he had to like take that off in order to like replace the pool thing so it was just this whole thing but anyway what was my point of this story now I'm just venting about my husband I truly don't remember the point of that story I don't know. I was in a productive mood yesterday, though. I was real. I like I was inside killing it. Cameron was outside. I'm like laying down the hammer on him. Um, The pool is looking good. He hasn't gotten the filter set up, though. So I'm going to like I hate to be that wife. I do. I hate to be that wife. But we can't have the pool going without the filter. Okay, it'll turn into a swamp in like two seconds, like the algae and everything. If you have a pool, you know, I'm the one who does the pool chemicals. I do the pool chemicals. Am I good at it? Absolutely not. But basically, I just keep chlorine in there, shock it from time to time. If anyone has like a good, like I'm talking basic video because like people talk about like, oh, test your water. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm looking for or how to adjust the water to achieve what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Because like I've bought the test strips and I'm like, okay, so I tested it. What am, What do I want here? Because like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. P- pool chemicals are confusing, but I have found if I keep chlorine in there, it doesn't get gross. And I just like shock it from time to time if I feel like it's like working through chlorine really fast. Am I probably, po- I don't know. <sighs> now I'm like getting anxiety. I'm like, am I poisoning my family with all this chlorine? I don't know. But I love, I love having a little pool back. The pool we got, you guys. So it's big. It's like 10 to 12 feet or so. I think it's like 12 foot pool, 12 foot wide. But then it's like three, you know, it's like three feet tall or something like that. It is $130 on Amazon and that comes with a crappy pump. We upgraded the pump and I think that's important to do. But you guys, it's the best money. It's like the perfect height. If it's just grownups in your house, it's like the perfect like chill height, right? Like you can just like, so we built like the, I say we, Cameron built the, it's like a wooden it's a wooden thing that goes around the side with like a ledge. So you could like sit on it, you could put a drink on it or whatever. It really, it's like the, it's so nice to have in your backyard. Are in-ground pools better? Yes. However, the maintenance on an in-ground pool is a little cray. Okay. Especially like if we're talking like in the off season and stuff like that, it's a lot of work and it really increases your home insurance and home insurance is already so flipping expensive around here. So I'm all about that above ground pool life, especially too with small children. Cause like there is no falling in, you know? So anyway, love it. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about was like goal setting, because I don't know if I've really ever talked about goal setting, but I've just trying to, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional about it in so many aspects of my life. But if you haven't done any goal setting lately, I think you need to. I think you need to because I think it helps. There is something so cliche about setting goals 
on January 1st, but I kind of did, I did this year. I got, I was really sick of how I was feeling in terms of like how I felt my skin and everything. I did so much research on how to lose weight without sacrificing my breast milk supply. And I just really dove in at the new year and I set both strength goals, weight loss goals, all sorts of goals. And I've just had those in the back of my mind every day. I don't even want to say the back of my mind. It's like the forefront of my mind. Like I'm making decisions on a daily basis to move my, move me toward those goals. And I feel like it's really paying off. Like it is very, like, I always think your goals should be so obvious that no one has to ask what they are because your actions clearly align with that. You know, if I said my goal was to deadlift X amount and, you know, all the things that I have set in my mind, but I'm like never working out, not eating healthy, like not drinking water and just like going to Dunkin' Donuts every day, you you see how it's not in alignment, right? So I, when my actions align with my goals, it's much easier because I'm thinking about those long-term goals. Now with that, I also set kind of mini goals along the way. And every week inside Hit Bodies, we do like a little Monday kickoff chat and we talk about what our focus is this week. You can call it a focus. You can call it a goal, whatever. But it's like something you need to focus on. Are you going to nail it each week? No. And that's the beauty of Hit Bodies. So like Jen, Jen's, she teaches inside Hit Bodies and she is, uh, <laughs> she struggles with sugar. But like for months and months and months, she would set the same goal and like not, not complete it until recently. And I think sometimes you have to set the same goal over and over and over. And it's like, you and I can like look at you, you could disagree with me if you want, but I think sometimes you have to keep trying until you find the approach or you find, you kind of unlock that level of discipline. The only difference between success and failure is not giving up. Cause there's a lot of people who are like, you know, oh, well, if you keep setting it and you don't reach it, you're not supposed to give that up. And it's like, okay, or, <laughs> or it's just, it's going to take a few tries because changing habits is very, very hard. So anyway, I want to tell you some of my things that I've been focused on and working toward and how I do that. So like I am working on being able to do five pull-ups. So this week I'm going to do 20 pull-ups throughout the week, 20 full-blown pull-ups. I can only do three at a time currently. And like, I could probably only get one set of three. And after that, we're doing one at a time. So I'm probably going to do like three, one, one, one day. And so, okay, I've done five pull-ups one day. And then five pull-ups another day. And I and I keep doing that, but like through I have the whole week to complete all 20 pull-ups. And I'm hoping by next week that means I'll be able to maybe do four pull-ups consecutively or whatever, right? Because I am sending my body that message. And then the same goes for deadlift. So I am trying to deadlift 225 pounds. So I'm currently on 205. And with <laughs> I could only do it like twice. And once again, it's like I can do two times and then it's like one and one and one. So I'm going to do five per day or five at a time. This is kind of my thing. And so I'm going to try to do that four times this week and then we will see where I am next week. And then my long-term goal is to weigh 150 pounds and like some people may judge that that's like, you know, I don't know, to have like a weight associated goal, but I know I feel good when I weigh that. So that is at the forefront of my mind currently. So I currently weigh 167. So I'm 17 pounds away. And the way that I'm keeping myself on this track, it means that I have to be really intentional about my nutrition choices. 
The only way to keep myself on track right now is to sign up for these damn diet bets. <laughs> because I very much want to chill the F out on nutrition. But if I want to continue moving toward my goals, I, I got to stay focused. So I have been s- signing up for diet bets nonstop until I leave for Cancun. <laughs> So by the time I leave for Cancun, I will weigh at least 164. Okay, that's exciting, right? (laughs) Um, And basically, I put enough money that I don't want to lose. Because then when the weekend rolls around, I'm not like, F it. Who cares if I lose that money, right? Because that that's always like the struggle, right? It's like when something about the weekend, no matter what, it's like, it's the kickback time. It's the like, whatever your version of like, mentally relaxing is you want to do that and for most people it's either food or drinks or both okay I don't drink but y'all I love the whole process of both baking chocolate chip cookies and enjoying chocolate chip cookies and I truly do look forward to getting to a point where I can enjoy the chocolate chip cookies every single weekend with milk with my kids with my husband and everything but for now it is In order to move toward my goals, I can't be doing that every weekend. (laughs) So uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's kind of how I'm approaching all these different goals that I have and just creating a focus in the forefront of my mind. One of the things that I've more recently been trying to do is walk. I have not unlocked my system of like getting more freaking steps in my day. It's embarrassing. I need to just be more active with my kids in general, but we'll get there. I'll update you when I actually have some answers because I clearly do not have them yet. Okay. So moving on to the next part of the podcast, and that's where we kind of talk about what we're doing inside hip bodies. So this week, our workout theme is 2015-10, and that's where we're going to be doing supersets. So the first, it's like 20 of each, 15 of each, and then 10 of each. And we have like, so like Today, for example, we did curtsy lunges and Romanian deadlifts and we did 20 of each, 15 of each and 10 of each. And the goal is like that first set, maybe you do body weight, maybe you just do body weight and it's hard because you're doing 20 of them, right? And then, okay, now that you've gotten comfortable, let's up the weight a little bit and do 15. And now that you're really comfortable for that last set, you're only doing 10. So really push yourself on weight. Try to make that like last one really, really, really challenging. Okay. So you're getting both a little bit of endurance and you're getting that kind of like hypertrophy rep range. Hypertrophy is just where you're trying to grow the muscle. So that's that eight to 10 rep range usually. Okay. So we have a variety of supersets that you do. And then we have death by burnouts. So death by burnouts is a timer goes off every minute. And so like the first minute you do one of something, second minute you do two of something, three, third set, you do three of something. So we've adjusted this a little just for the sake of time. And so we start more at like five, but today we did death by deadlifts and I just grabbed that 205 bar and I did what I could and it was one freaking deadlift every minute. <laughs> so it was still death by for me, but it was failure from the get-go, okay? I didn't get two of each or anything. Like I was struggling and I was using every bit of rest to get there. But yeah, that's that's kind of the theme this week. We're doing the 2015-10 and death by burnouts all week. We mix it up every week inside Hit Bodies because, hello, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, um, and I just get bored really quickly, so it's very fun. Okay, so let's let's move on. What is something that I have been killing it at lately? Well, I think it's very obvious. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I am on a cleaning hyperfixation right now. Decluttering, cleaning, minimizing, whatever you want to call it. I'm feeling very good about it. 
I'm feeling very excited, very motivated, and I want to ride this high as long as humanly possible. If you need to, like, if you want to find this high inside yourself, like, you want to ride this high, you got to start, you, it, you got to start with a room, like, a small space, and then let, let it build, right? Like, create a quick win with, like, a linen closet, like I did, and then it'll, like, let it just keep going because I'm excited to keep going. I'm totally excited to keep going. I want, I cannot tell you how many times I've decluttered my own closet and it's like, I hardly have any clothes in there and I still could declutter more. I don't know why I do this to myself. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Meals I'm loving. Okay. So there is this recipe inside. There's two recipes that I want to mention this week. So the stuffed peppers, these are both from the squeaky clean keto book. So the stuffed peppers, I modify the recipe a little bit. Um, so what, if you care, if you have that cookbook, I'm going to tell you what I do different. So I roast the bell peppers. I flip them over and I roast them for 30 minutes before I stuff them with the beef and then bake them again. This turned out for me way better because the first time I did it, I just like put the meat in and roasted it and the bell peppers were still super, super crunchy. I like a softer bell pepper when I do a stuffed pepper. So anyway, that, and I also, the other thing that I do to change it Instead of using canned diced tomatoes and like putting the peppers in it, I actually just used salsa. And I know this sounds weird, but it has like onions and jalapenos and like all sorts of stuff, right? So I just put a little bit of salsa in it. Um, it's like, it's because the recipe, I think it called for half a cup of diced tomatoes. So I just put that right in the meat mixture and I just did the, um, the what's it called? The salsa. And that turned out way better than the first time I made it. I 10 out of 10 recommend that one. It was very, very good. And I served it with the mashed cauliflower from that recipe, which that cookbook, that cauliflower mash recipe is the best I've ever made. It's very creative. You toss the cauliflower with mayonnaise and then you microwave it. And what's different about that is like you lose a lot of the moisture in the microwave, like the microwave kind of dries it out. So it's so much better than if you boil the cauliflower because every time I've like boiled the cauliflower or something like that, it's, it's like very, it's like too soupy. It's soupy. That's the best way I can explain it. Right. But when you do it in the microwave, oh my gosh, it is like thick. It is so freaking good. And she adds lemon zest and I don't even know how to explain it. Like the lemon is just perfect in there. And she has you microwave the garlic with it too. It's across the board, like the best, the best cauliflower mash recipe ever. Okay. And then the other one is the ginger beef stir fry. I'm not going to go into detail, but it's just a great recipe. It's just great. Okay. Okay. Next is workout wins this week. I think it's so important to celebrate your wins as you're working out. It's so easy to just like, oh, I got my workout in, but like, that's the difference between training and working out. Do we just work out or do we train for something? Y'all I'm training for something. I'm training for my goals. Okay. So I'm really proud that I was deadlifting 205. I mean, I can only do it once or twice, but hey, we're there and we're going to keep pushing until we can get that 225. Okay. Now next is things I'm obsessed with. (sighs) This is so stupid, but like my husband, he's kind of mad because so my, we have a chili pad. Okay. A chili pad is this like mat that you put on your bed and it like cools you off. Do I recommend it? I'm not sure anymore because I've kind of had trouble with like my side Cameron's always works fine. Am I doing something wrong? I don't know. But 
it's not, mine's like leaking now. So like won't turn on. It's super annoying. So because I got annoyed with that, I was like, you know what? Again, cleaning out the linen closet. I found our old like feather bed, like pillow. T- it's like a topper for your bed and it's like fluffy and soft and comfy. So I was like, yesterday I was like putting on fresh sheets and everything. I was like, I want to put this thing on because it doesn't matter because my chili pad doesn't work anyway. And so I did. And oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. If you don't have, if you, if you want to know like how to like make your bed feel more luxurious, get like a feather bed. They're so comfy. It just makes your bed feel like this big cloud. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't like that. I love it. I love a good, like fluffy bed. So that's what I'm obsessed with right now. Okay, now last section is unpopular opinions. It's funny because I feel like I started this podcast with, I don't know, maybe controversial opinions, <laughs> like about gum chewing and pet peeves, but whatever. Let's go ahead and we'll still finish this off with another unpopular opinion. For me personally, the high-waisted swimsuit ain't cute. Like, I, they look good on other people What is it about them that makes me feel like instant grandma? Does anyone else feel this way? Like all these girls are like totally getting into these high-waisted swimsuits. I literally feel like it makes my stomach look worse. Like for me, just showing my stomach is more flattering than like trying to cover it. I I literally feel like it makes it look bigger and like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, maybe it's just me. And on top of it, I feel like because I have short, thick legs, it's like, because it like is not flattering on what it does to my stomach. It's like, it makes my legs look bigger. I don't know. Across the board, high-waisted swimsuits, for me, it, it ages me. It's just, it's not good. I want to get into it. I do. I want to get into it, but it's just, it's not for me. And then here's on that topic of like swimsuit shopping. You know what I hate? How they're like putting the, okay, this is probably only at the ghetto stores I shop at. I don't think they do this at like fancy stores, but they put the security tag on both the top and the bottom. And I get why they do that at like really chaotic stores like Ross and Gabe's and stuff like that. But like, I, how do I try it on? how do I, I can't try this on because you've security tagged this together. You know what I mean? That's so annoying. And I can't, you can't buy a swimsuit without trying it on. Like I'm not 21 anymore. When I was like insanely small, it was like any swimsuit. I was like, I don't care. It's going to look fine. Right. Like I could just buy like 50 different swimsuits. Um, in fact, recently I was listening to Shaleen's podcast and she was talking about like swimsuit shopping and like Shaleen, looks amazing. She's like, she's like in her fifties and she's like in crazy good shape and like all the things it's like, okay, as a postpartum mom right now, like, I know I'm not like right postpartum, like, dude, I can't just order all these swimsuits from Shein. You know what I mean? Like they cut into parts of me. It's not cute. Right. Like I gotta, I can't, I gotta try things on. And with the, I will say Shein, if you've been debating ordering there, I've returned stuff and it was like super smooth and returns are free. So if that's something you're worried about, I'm about to put another big Shein order in for both myself, my son, my daughter, and my husband for our little, for some Cancun vibes. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my unpopular opinion. It's basically just high-waisted swimsuits. Are no, there honestly no swimsuits are cute on me right now. We're not in a cute swimsuit phase right now. We will get there, guys. We will get there. I love you. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have like been watching my transformation on Instagram or, you know, through Hit Bodies or whatever, and you've been cheering me on, thank you. If you are curious how to get a tighter booty, sorry, tighter waistline and bigger booty, 
well, I got you. Go to hitbodies.com and I actually have like a free video I recorded kind of just sharing some simple things that you can implement in your life. It's just very simple. And of course, if you want to work out with me every day, that is totally an option too. Okay. I love you. Have a great day. Bye.